Coach Corey Wayne and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be, she couldn't give me 100%. Well, I've got an email here from a guy who was his girlfriend of three years, dumped him recently and basically communicated that she was aware, didn't feel it was fair that he was putting in more of an effort than she was. And so she decided that they needed a break from their relationship. So he started following what I teach. Now the girl's back in his life. They're kind of hanging out, having fun and hooking up occasionally. But he says he's pretty certain he thinks that she's dating someone else. But she claims that she's not even though her behavior is kind of the behavior of somebody that's got somebody else on the side. She, doesn't, she said he better not be dating and sleeping with anybody else. But the caveat is she does not want to commit to being in a relationship with him right now. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, right? In other words, he's got to put his personal life on hold. They're hanging out, having fun and hooking up. They they have to be exclusive, but she doesn't want to be exclusive. Makes a lot of sense, right? So I have a quote that I wrote and I'm going to go through his email. And the quote says, Successful relationships are based upon mutual effort, admiration and respect. They are also based upon self-respect and self-love. You should always pay attention to the level of effort all people are making or not making who you are in relationship with. Unbalanced relationships often have one person doing more of the taking and the other person doing more of the giving. Self-respect and self-love will not allow a relationship to become too one-sided and unbalanced for too long without standing up for oneself. People will treat you how you invite them to and by what you tolerate. So let's take a closer look. He says, hey, Corey, how's it going? Well, since you asked, it's going fucking awesome. What do I always say? Fucking awesome. It's all because that's how I choose things to be. A very wise teacher once said, in my world, nothing ever goes wrong. Why? Because he makes a conscious choice to give meaning to everything that happens in his life as happening for a reason, for his best growth, and so he can fulfill his life's purpose. And when you look at things that way, you never are the victim of anything. You're never a victim of circumstance. Everything happens because it's a result of your thoughts, your actions, your intentions, and it's a gift and something that you should learn from and grow from. So when anything happens in your life, you should be looking at it and go, what's good about this? What can I use from this? How can I learn from this? How can this make me a better human being? How can the, what I've, the lessons that I'm learning from this, how can taking those lessons, adapting my approach because of those lessons I've learned help me get, help me get closer to where I want to be in life? Again, just like I, I say often, that something I learned from Wayne Dyer many years ago. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at literally change. You get what you focus on in life. I just want to say I love your work and all you have to say. I was with my girlfriend for three years and everything was great up until a month ago. I could tell things weren't exactly great anymore and that's how I came across your work. She said she felt bad that she couldn't give me 100% and felt bad that I was putting in all of the effort. So in other words, you were over pursuing. And just like I talk about my book for those of you that are diligently reading it 10 to 15 times. the, the the men and the women that do the best, that have the best success stories, one of the things they always say in the beginning when I'm reading their success stories on camera 
is that they've read the book 10, 15, 20, some even 30 times they've read it. And that's why their success is just fucking ridiculous and effortless because they know it backwards and forwards. You have to learn the principles. These videos are based upon helping you better apply the principles or taking the principles in my book and how they apply to these specific real-world situations like this particular one. The videos are not a substitution. I talk to people all the time, whether it's through email coaching or when I'm doing phone or Skype coaching and they're like, no, I haven't read it yet. Or I, you know, I talked to a guy the other day. He's been following me two and a half years. He's just now starting to read the book for the sixth time. I have people that follow me for like 90 days and they read the book like 30 times and they have these ridiculously awesome success stories. Why? Because they get to know the information so well they don't think about it and then they just go out and they act. Repetition is the mother of skill. It's really simple. You want to be successful and you want to have great results, you've got to master what's in the book. Read it 10 to 15 times. For those of you who go, oh, I'm more of an auditory person. I wish you had an audio book. Great. The best way to learn the book, if you're an auditory person, is to read it to yourself and record it because the very act of you reading the book to yourself and recording it helps you learn and memorize the book better. And then when you're driving your car, you can listen to yourself talk. If you're really serious about learning it 10 to 15 times, you will do that. And for those of you that don't have the book yet, you can go to my website, click the products tab on any page, follow the instructions, just scroll down to where all the books and recommended products are. Or if you're on my website on like a desktop computer on the right-hand margin, you can click a link and go get a paperback version or a Kindle version on Amazon.com. And even below that, there's a link that will take you to the iBook store where you can get the iBook version. Read it 10 to 15 times. I'm saying that for a reason. Don't be one of those guys or one of those girls I talked to and go, yeah, I've been following you for two years and I read your book once. It's like, come, you know, I'm going to be like, come on, man, seriously. That tells me you're not even a serious student when that's your level of effort. She suggested a break, so I told her that I wasn't interested and to call me if she ever changed her mind. Well, that's the right way to handle it because she's unilaterally changing the terms of your relationship. That's exactly what I teach in the article, Seven Principles, Get an X Back. For the next two weeks, she continued to call and text me daily. She wants a break, but yet she's calling and texting me every day. Why? Because she wants to keep you on the hook. That's why. She wants to make sure you're not going to run off and date somebody else. So there's obviously a reason for that. There has to be some, some other dude that she's trying. Maybe she's just talking to him or whatever it happens to be. That just makes no sense. I tell you she needs a break, but yet she calls and texts you every day. But she doesn't want to be exclusive. But you have to be. I finally agreed to meet up. Now this is where he diverges because seven principles get an X back. Think about it. If you're the dumpy, in other words, if you're the one that got kicked to the curb like you were the trash, well, that other person needs to earn another chance with you. It ain't the other fucking way around. If they ditched you, they must come to you on your terms. They must prove that they're flexible by agreeing to come over and hang out and have fun and hook up three times at your place in a row making dinner together. The only effort that you're going to make on those three dates is the effort that it takes to get up off your ass and walk to the fucking front door and let them in your house. That's as far as you're willing to travel for a date when they are the ones that dumped you for three dates in a row. That's it. No going to meet them. No mutual territory, no fucking way. No going to their house. They must come to you. 
they need to be the ones that grovel. Not that you can expect them to grovel, but if they're going to earn another shot at you, they must come to you. You don't go to them. That is a weak position. They shit on you and you drive to them? No, thank you. You must earn – I'll let you come and hang over at my house and maybe even make, my, make me dinner. But I'm not fucking traveling anywhere. So again, the only distance you're willing to travel is the distance that it takes for me to go wherever you are in your house to the front door and let them in. If they come over three times in a row and you hang out and you have fun and you hook up, then after that, if you want to drive and go pick them up or meet them out for a date, then you can start doing that. But only after three dates in a row of them being flexible and doing what you want. That's how you take your power back. It's being a smart negotiator. I finally agreed to meet up because I needed to tell her that I meant what I said. Well, if you meant what you said, then you wouldn't be driving anywhere to communicate this to her. You would say, look, it's great that I'm hearing from you, but if you want to see me in a romantic sense, then great. Grab a bottle of wine. Come on over to my place. We'll make dinner together. Or bring some coffee and tea over or bring some steaks over or some chicken breast or some shrimp or whatever and we'll grill out. We'll make dinner and we'll talk about it. Hang out, have fun, hook up. Create an opportunity for sex to happen. He says, I needed to tell her that I meant what I said and not to contact me anymore until she was ready. Well, it's ridiculous that you drive to her to do that. That is really a weak position. She must come to you. Again, you're you're willing to travel to your front door to open it so she can come in, but that's it. So you're not listening to what I told you to do. So now, two weeks later, she has done much better with not contacting me. We've met up a couple of times just to have sex. Again, she should be coming to you. And she was really into it and told me she can't wait until she's ready to be with me again. Hey, the sex was great, but I can't wait to be with you again. But you can't sleep with anybody else. I left by saying, keep me in mind if you change your mind. You're just still – you still have those tendencies that you want to give your power away. It's like you want to put your balls in, your, in a box and give them back to her and give her the power. I'm not sure if she's seeing another guy but my gut feeling tells me she is. You should trust that. In which case, I should meet other women and have fun. Absolutely. Hey, she can't expect you to be exclusive if she doesn't want to be exclusive with you. I mean that's ridiculous. It's like so if you don't want me sleeping with other people, then we're going to be in a relationship. And if, if not, we can have an open relationship. You can date and sleep with whoever you want. But you know what? You have to use a condom with them. But not. I mean if you guys are going to be like that. But if you don't trust the other person, you definitely should practice safe sex. You got to think that shit through, man. You don't want to be getting the gift that keeps on giving. However, if she's not and I start dating other people, then I look like the bad guy. Well, if she's not going to be exclusive, then she doesn't deserve you being exclusive. Sorry. She can't have her cake and eat it too. Because then if she is seeing another guy, she can say, well, it just kind of happened. Yeah. But you've always been Mr. Fucking Nice Guy and put up with her bullshit. And so she just assumes that you'll put up with her crap but once again and you'll put your personal life on hold while she explores some other dude. I feel no matter what I do, unless I wait around for her, she can easily turn it on me. You don't, 
Remember what Steve McQueen said. I live for myself and I answer to nobody. You don't fucking answer to this girl. She ain't your girlfriend. She broke up with you. She needs to earn a chance back with you. And so next time she says, well, you can't sleep with anybody else, you got to say, I can sleep with whoever the hell I want if we're not exclusive. It's like this is the most ridiculous thing in the world. you telling me that I have to be exclusive and faithful to you but yet you don't want to be exclusive and faithful to me. That makes no fucking sense at all. I don't think so. It's like you want me to be your friends with benefits on the side and while you explore, I don't know what you're doing when we're not around. Something doesn't sound right. What you're telling me, there's bull. it smells like fucking bullshit. And if it walks like a duck and it talks like a duck, more than likely it's a fucking duck. Quack, quack. She's made it very clear that she isn't seeing anyone and then I bet her not either or what? I don't know, man. My gut says differently. If she isn't seeing another guy currently, then I'd like to get her back but I just don't know at this point. Any suggestions on what I should do next? You should do whatever the hell you want to do. That's what you should do. And when you hear from her, make the next date. Let her do 100% of the calling, texting and pursuing from now on. But again, if she brings up, oh, I'm not dating anybody else, just say, you know what? Well, you don't act like somebody who's not dating anybody else. It's like you want us, you want me to be exclusive with you and faithful to you but yet you don't want to be in a relationship with me. It's like that doesn't make any sense. That tells me that you're dating. Maybe you're not sleeping with other guys but it tells me that you're, you're exploring other options out there. And the bottom line is if we're not exclusive, you can date whoever you want and I can date whoever I want. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry. You're the one who broke up with me. I was faithful to you for three years. And if you don't like it, then you should want to be exclusive with me. And if you don't want to be exclusive with me, then don't bitch about me dating other people. Sorry. Fair is fucking fair. I'm not a sucker and I'm not fucking stupid. I'm an awesome guy and you should be glad that I'm willing to give you another chance after you broke up with me after three years with this bullshit nonsense. You need to take your power back, dude, and stand up for yourself because it's obvious that this woman has always intimidated the shit out of you and gotten her way with you and you've always been all too happy to go along with it. But obviously in this case, you know that something is up. Therefore, if I were you, I would behave in the ways that I've mentioned, which are assume that she's dating somebody and assume you can date whoever you want. And if she complains about it, say, sorry, I'm not going to be faithful to somebody who's unwilling to be faithful to me. That's just the way it is. If you want me to be exclusive with you, then you need to be exclusive with me and you need to tell me exactly what the fuck's going on because what you're telling me doesn't fucking jive. That's simple. It doesn't make any sense. So if you'd like to get my help personally, the quickest way is to book a paid phone, Skype, or email coaching session. You can choose any of those options by going to my website, clicking the products tab at the top of your screen, and just follow the instructions for booking whichever option works best for you. And I will talk to you soon. 